0: Did you know this? checked, but the puck comes right to Patterson, who tries a bank pass for Besser, in with a shot, he scores! Moment moment's notice,
1: it the puck.
0: To the line, Hughes, scores!
1: You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes the reporter here. Like I don't I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn
0: Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks.
1: A member of the Nation Network Podcasts and
0: delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demco involved. I wanted them in a downtown today. Wow. Really? We should do a radio show sure together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What steals, ha! Steels cutting in shoots scores!
1: Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season capital H, capital S, all one word, at zephyrepic.com. Z E P H Y R Epic on all platforms. Go check them out on Twitch. Weekly case breaks, lots of good stuff going on at Zephyr Epic. That promo code will get you $5 off your order, and they have free shipping anywhere in Canada on orders over $50, anywhere in Canada from Toronto to Tofino. We've used that one before, have you we
0: not? Did. Pretty sure last week or last episode.
1: <sighs> it's hard to think of these. It's
0: really not that hard.
1: I I, I struggle for some reason. Charlottesville, but you see, so you need the alliteration. So you Where's need Charlottesville?
0: The... Wait, Charlottesville.
1: Isn't that in Prince Edward Island?
0: Charlottetown. Oh, that's
1: right. What a start, hot start here on the Canucks Conversation. If you're looking for a hot meal, DoorDash, our friends at DoorDash, use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital Ds, all one word, CONVODD for your first order. That will get you 25% off and free delivery. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is David Quadrelli. I am joined, as always, by the man who built the place on a Monday morning. Monday morning episode, Chris Faber. Chris, how's it going?
0: It's a strange Monday. Uh, I'll get to that in a second, but first of all... Zephyr Epic, bunch of giveaways as per usual. I don't know what I don't know what's up with Zephyr Epic over the past couple months here. Tons of giveaways. Check out the Instagram for the latest giveaways. Pokemon cards, lots of giveaway on Pokemon cards. Must be it must be Pokemon season. I don't know when Pokemon season is, but it feels like right now. So check out Zephyr Epic for so. that. And as for DoorDash, used it. Uh, when did I use it? Saturday night when I had a night off, not doing the post game. I ordered myself a, a Sidra's pizza, a Donair pizza. Mm. excellent little pizza no no uh, marinara sauce on there hmm. no red sauce it uses donair sauce instead a Little that sweet garlic donair sauce that might be one of my favorite sauces of all time is that sweet garlic donair that you get at uh basically any donair spot i love that sauce you're not a donair guy like i've
1: never so. had donair but i want to it's one of those Here things it's one of those things that you know like i tried strawberries for the first time since i was like seven on what day
0: was the luncheon? Friday.
1: Friday. I don't know if I talked about this on the last podcast, but I ate strawberries, and that was like the first time that I've had strawberries since I was like seven.
0: Yeah, it's, it hasn't been very long. You should remember. I think you did talk about strawberries on Friday, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, yeah, that was that was awesome lunch, but yeah, DoorDash. Check it out. Promo code Con- or Convo DD. Convo DD. That's yeah. the that's promo code, but yeah, we're here on Monday. You sound tired, man. Uh, not really. I I shouldn't in your words a little bit. (laughs) Well, maybe I, the problem is here that, uh, you know, I was in such a groove working for so long and then. You take me off the mailbag. You take me off the post game. You take me You're off like all these exhausted. things. You're the- trying to give me a weekend off. And then so I I sort of take a weekend off, but I still had like the radio show to do on Saturday. I wrote an article Saturday. I went to the Abbotsford game Sunday. It felt like a weekend off, sort of. Do
1: you people hear this? Chris is verbally berating me for trying to give him time off when I know how busy he is with all of his other stuff. See,
0: but that's the problem. Now I'm out of the groove. It's like if, it's like a pit <laughs> stop. In NASCAR, I got to get sped right back up again here. You did a great article,
1: you're except man. I woke up. I I edited that in bed on my phone. The Abbotsford article mm-hmm. you wrote. I looked at the word count and I was just like.
0: Yeah, but No
1: man, not today. Twenty two hundred words from Favor, come on.
0: That was that was written on grammarly, not uh not on my phone, so Thank it probably goodness. wasn't that no,
1: bad. No, it actually wasn't that bad. There was very minimal. And editing. I
0: checked it over for you too. Yeah. Sometimes I tell you I check it over and I don't at all. But that's some that's normally if I use grammarly and I just click it. I can tell through.
1: when you don't check it over. Today
0: I checked it over, yeah, because I was like, Well, cool, there's a couple words that don't make a lot of sense <laughs> in here. But uh yeah, lots of quotes from that. I think that we're gonna talk a lot about Abbotsford, I think, today because know what's crazy? We're coming into this Monday. Monday day off for kind of everyone in the Canucks organization. Practice happens. Right. But like, you know, a day off of of real big news coming out. But the last four days, taking it back to Thursday, Canucks get a win. Vancouver Canucks get a win. Friday, home opener in Abbotsford. They get a win. Saturday, big game in Seattle for the Vancouver Canucks. They get a win. Sunday, Archer Seelaw, Seelaw Sundays, he sets a shutout. Four really good days for the Vancouver Canucks heading into today, and man, I tell you, there is a different feeling in the fan base right now from what the last four days have done. A lot of it comes from the Vancouver Canucks for sure, but there's got to be a little added boost from the Abbey Canucks as well.
1: There's some hype around Archer Seeloves right now. I just got tagged in a Reddit post. I don't know how people found my Reddit profile, probably because it's at DQuadrelli, but uh, I just got a notification. Someone posted, Seeloves is future Vesna winner and will get you a few Stanley Cups. And then someone replied to it and said, Hi quads, and then tagged me in it, and then I was just like, Not me. Don't use Reddit much.
0: Yeah, well the people who listen to the show and use Reddit know that you hate, hate the people I don't actually hate
1: everybody. It's a it's a shtick.
0: Yeah, a but shtick. it was funny that uh I did see that post and man, he you know, he has been good. He's had two starts for the outs for Canucks and he's only had uh only had one goal against so far. So you know what? Right off the damn top of the show, smash that intro quads are going right to the goalie top. Oh my god. Yeah, right from the top, right here.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah he, shouldn't, he shouldn't have done that public knowledge. That's, uh, that's a big no-no. I don't know. You know I, I can't really give the time and date or else I feel like Nona's shoe will be flying across
0: <laughs> North America. <laughs> we hit me in the head.
1: We, think we spent half an hour talking about a backup goaltender. All
0: right, get out of here, Woodley. All right. Favors, Favors is
1: going to be very pissed. So, you know I don't like to say bad things about goaltenders. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. Chris called for the goalie music. Chris, what do you have
0: to say? Well, Archer Silos has looked really good. Like, he has looked really good. He's played two games. He's only let in one goal. Has a big shutout on Sunday. and, And I got to talk to him after the game. And some of the things he brought up was how much the work with Ian Clark last year meant to him. Something about working with Curtis Sanford as well and how it's on the same page, those two. There was another reporter there trying to start a controversy between these two guys, between Seelovs and and uh Mikey, but yeah, that was ridiculous. That was like the <laughs> That was cringy. Um, but to see, you know, to see C-loves come in. It's funny we talked to him and and I asked him, you know, about uh, getting married at 18. And he brought it up. He, he wasn't too happy about it. I hope that they're still together. Like I didn't do my research on that, but like when I asked him, he didn't like he didn't really bring up his wife or talk about it very much. So I was asking what Abbotsford like, and he's like, "Well, I'm living in a hotel. The hotel's like, I think I don't know if they're still at it, but that for a while they were at the one that's attached to Castle Fun Park. So they were going to Castle Fun Park to like, you know, Sea <laughs> Laws is 20 years old, yeah. right? He's 20 years old. People forget that. Like, people think Mikey's young at 22, and he definitely is. Sea Laws is there at 20 years old. You, you know who I'm sitting with at the game yesterday? Frickin', i got kevin woodley telling me he's like look at this look at this look at this goalie coming out right now he's got a he switched from a gray glove to a white glove and let me tell you why this is important i said <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to hear this type of stuff woodley i'm here for shutouts that's what i'm here for and he this is the other thing about woodley he's apparently this big goalie guy right he's, he doesn't even stay for the end he doesn't even watch sea loves get a shutout in the end what's he doing woodley's fil- th- this is the most ridiculous goalie thing that i've ever seen woodley's out here filming uh, Dylan Ferguson, good uh, Vancouver Island yeah. kid, by the way, big, big ups to Vancouver Island on the show on Saturday. They were lighting up the phone boards and the text line. We'll talk oh, yeah, about yeah. that. But uh, Dylan Ferguson, I think that's his name, right? Yeah. The goaltender yeah. for uh, the Vegas Golden Knights organization played and Woodley's here filming him doing his little in-between whistle ritual that he does every time. He does the same thing. He spreads his arms out. He taps his glove or whatever. Woodley doesn't even stay for the sea loves shutout. So is he really a goalie guy or is he just a, a goalie ritual guy?
1: Oh my gosh! I'm a, I'm so happy to hear that Woodley was talking your ear off, telling you. Oh my goalies. goodness great Because you know, if, if I was there, it would have been the same thing. The
0: problem too, they they didn't have a seat for Woodley at the media table because you know that's that's actually a smart move on my uh, from the media people there. Out now it's <laughs> the for you. Don't, stuff. You don't want this guy to sit down. But the problem is, what's he do? He stands right beside me, so he's in my ear the whole time. So they, there's so many seats
1: there. There was no seat for Woodley.
0: There's not a lot of seats in the media really. There's eight seats. Oh, the media booth. Yeah. yeah. So there's like eight seats of media and. A lot of them are taken by NHL scouts who are out there. And speaking of Woodley too, I got to dump on him a little more. Mm, that poll question about the who has the flow, best flow yeah. in the media—that really hurt Woodley. Like that really hurt him. I felt really bad. So this is the thing. He shows up yesterday, and here comes this guy. You know, middle-aged guy, good-looking guy, no hair. Woodley chopped it right off. I know this I got, poll I a question ruined him. him too. He well, he took a lot off. Like I know his is short now that pole it just it wrecked him
1: yeah I got a haircut as well because I, I it was time I just I was getting ready to go to the Canucks Autism Network luncheon great event by the way but was I was awesome. getting ready to go there and you know you got to wear a suit you got to dress up so I was like I can't wear a hat can't wear a toque and that's when I realized that my hair was too long to not be wearing a hat or a toque like it was falling in my face and it was just all over the place it was yeah. a mess so I went to get a haircut literally right before coming there
0: so you're the you're the goalie guy here. You're the well more than any goalie guy. You're the Archer Seelov's guy, mm-hmm. the beat reporter. Something like a 968 save percentage for two games. Like I said, the one yeah. goal against Mikey's under 900. <laughs> Do we have a controversy out here? <laughs> no, cards?
1: people. Yeah, like it's so funny because people are pointing at it. And be like, oh my gosh, like is Seelov's better than Mikey? And no, he's not. I, I I'm sorry to report that Seelov's is not a better goalie than Mikey. Uh, just not there yet. And like you you watched that game. Seelov's did not get tested very, very much. Like, it's a shutout, nonetheless, not trying to take anything away from the kid. Goodness knows that's not what I'm trying to do to my best friend. Um, But, like, Mikey has been facing tougher competition in these games. Like, like, the, the chances that have beat Mikey loves didn 't face anything like that
0: I think that's what we 're going to see next weekend when when Ontario comes Ontario, to town yeah. Ontario California, yes, when they come to town for back to back on Friday and Saturday, they were the ones that had a lot of scoring chances against Mikey and Sea like it felt like this this Henderson team out of uh henderson nevada apparently i didn't I didn't know this is another place i 've never heard of before, but uh the silver Knights and their their're awful. Well, I don't know if I hate them or not. The Chrome helmets that they had—I didn't like them. It didn't. It probably didn't look good on TV. But like when it was like dark and like just the blue and green lights were shining off of it, it did look. It looked pretty cool. But I, so I'm sitting up there. There's a lot of NHL scouts around, right? I'm <laughs> listening.
1: I, I just had a thought
0: I'm listening like, to these. Well, if you scouts. you judge
1: how good something looks when the lights are off,
0: okay. Let's. <laughs>
1: I don't know if I'm looking at a jersey.
0: Yeah, the jersey I see is what you're the, talking about. Of course, okay. I want to
1: see. This is a family show. If I want to see what the lights on to see if it's actually a good-looking jersey. Okay, you understand? Sure. Yeah,
0: I get completely what you're saying. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. There's a lot of NHL scouts, and you know, I'm listening to people. I'm I'm talking to people. I'm around there. I'm chit-chatting. I'm getting in people's ears. Then I'm also eavesdropping quite a bit as well as as I'm there. One of the one of the quotes I heard from an NHL staff member. This Seelov's kid is going to be an NHLer. That's what I uh, when I picked up. That people are high yeah, on yeah. him. Yeah, and you know what? This this is something that Woodley brought up too. Because yeah, listen, like I, I was listening to half the things Woodley said. Not a lot of them. When he like he comes out, and he's like he's like this is going to make a. He's like this is a massive difference. CCM's got a problem at their factories. They can't get these gloves out. There's blah, 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 blah. <laughs> this, this the Vietnam. They're making the gloves and they can't get it. And I'm just what the hell are you talking about here? But one thing he did bring up was it's not about the size of Archer Seelovs and like the way that he... Is a, a you know a big six foot four goalie stood beside him yesterday. That's yeah. how I do the test for guys who are six four. Silovs is definitely six four. Yep. Um, the thing that he was saying that Clark likes so about, so much about him is not how tall he is or how long he. Well, that was kind of thing he said. Link. It was more about the length and what he does with the length. Now, how he completely can like cover one post to the other, which is something you've talked yep. about. So look at so what's this? So now I need to know a new thing: post integration. I mean, Seelov's so damn long, you can you can integrate on both posts now all of a sudden. Yeah. No, yeah, can. And so can Thatcher Demko. But what Seelov's is really set apart
1: by is the athleticism, right? Like, this is an athletic freak here. And when he was drafted, again, it's similar to a Kukoskemvo, where the Canucks saw him. Did not get a ton of results, but had a lot of intangible qualities and just the things that, you know, like Ian told me when we were talking in the summer, just things that in his experience in the game are very difficult to teach through nurture. Like you either have it or you don't and you can't teach that. But
0: well, talk about before you go too much. Into well, this, I'm going to talk
1: about length. I'm yeah, that's what I'm saying. Leg, but cause... you
0: said that he's so athletic, and I think a lot of people when they think of athletic, they think of a guy who can skate fast, bring good fill. But what's no, what is like, athletic for a goalie?
1: Seals can do the splits, like as can Thatcher Demko. People have seen that, but Seals can like do the splits, and he can like rotate his hips around. He has really good hip flexibility mm-hmm. when he's like in the splits if he needs to. Um, he's very, very flexible. And he has very explosive movement. And that that all comes down to your athleticism, right? Like, you know, he's able to push off really quickly. And again, like in his draft year and something that mainly the thing that I've always pointed out, like with, with Koskenvo, it's the hands. With Silovs, it was the stance. The stance was way too low, way too wide. Six foot four, you should not be giving up the top of the net the way Silovs was. But he's looking a lot better now, and they've worked a lot on that, a lot on his movement, how he wants to move around the crease, crease navigation, all that sort of stuff. Like, that's what has been hammered home to Archer Seeloves, and you're starting to see the effects of it now. So, when I look at Archer Seeloves, what I'm seeing is a young goaltender who, you know, is starting to get it. He's starting to understand what he needs to do to succeed. And when Ian talks about length, what he's actually talking about isn't like how long his legs are um you know another guy who has really good length is Mikey Di Pietro uh, this is this is what he told me and you know you, you might be shocked by that cuz Mikey's like 5'11" 6 feet. um he has really good length and the way length is described is or the the way that length is valuable is if you're if you're if you have long legs that's great but if you can't move around when your knee is flush to the ice, that length has no value
0: as a goaltender. Yeah, I got long legs. There's no chance I could do anything. You don't have good length.
1: Legs. You don't have good length. Well, I mean, you, you haven't right seen now, you
0: haven't seen me move. No, you don't have good length. I got good length.
1: Go into a butterfly right now.
0: I'm not going into the butterfly exactly. right now.
1: Um, you know, not not. To but knock if I did, you, not to knock your length, but you probably don't have great length. Wow,
0: you don't. I think you. I think you're underestimating how flexible I am. Are you Are you really flexible? Yep.
1: You're you're messing with me. Are you actually? Mm. I'm not flexible at all. I have horrible length. Except when I, I played know. goalie back in the day, back in the uh, you know ball hockey days. I when I played goalie, I used to be able to do the splits. But I was also a lot. Well, younger. that's the
0: other thing, Woodley. Like I learned, he lives a block away from me. He said. Yeah. He said, "Bring quads in. Let's fire it up some shots." And yeah, that'll be going. fun.
1: Yeah, get on the ice. He like, "He yeah." He, he was asking me for my skate size and everything. He's like, "Yeah, I got oh, a wow. pair of skates for you. I got a whole set." Of gear for you. I was like,
0: you can wear like, the stuff yeah. halak wore uh yeah to start a training camp here. Exactly. Last thing about sea laws and we'll move on. I think we're I think we'll did touch I, on Did
1: I touch enough on length, do you think? It's it's yeah, all sure. about your knee being flushed to the ice. When Ian talks about length, that's what he's talking about. And how much of the bottom of the net you can cover up. And sorry, last thing. You know, wide stance and everything in his draft year. The one thing that C. Loves has always done really well, and this is something that Andre Vasilevsky does better than anybody, is seal off the bottom of the net in a flash. Like, he seals off the bottom of the net better than any Canucks prospect. And, you know, maybe Mike is there now, but in terms of when they got drafted, in terms of sealing off the bottom of the net, nobody was as good as C.
0: Loves. Yeah, those two, I think, are going to be just a great duo uh, over there in Autsford. And actually... See, love said something pretty interesting in a post game, uh, yes. which I picked up. And this is this is obviously completely out of context. The, no question, the question that I even asked him was like um, it was something along the lines of like, how has it uh, been with Sanford compared to Ian Clark? Because He spent a lot of time with Ian Clark last year. Is it something that you guys have, like, worked together on and kind of made sure the organization's running the same? This is the quote from Archer Seelovs, completely taken out of context about him and Mikey saving the organization. <laughs> and, yeah, it's like,
1: we're going to save the organization, so. <laughs> when you send me I mean, yeah. I immediately sent that to JD Burke. And I was like, "You heard it here first, JD, because he's always he's always giving me a hard time about my my." Uh, I'll, play it, I'll play it one more prospect time. Prospect goaltenders. One more time. I mean, yeah, it's like we're going to save the organization, so. <laughs> it's good, man. It is a solid quote. Honestly, um, that that might be my next article on Canucks Army. Big headline article. Uh, breaking. Abbotsford Canucks goaltender Archer Seelove says he's going to save the organization. Well, no,
0: you can't be putting stuff out. This quote can't even go out there because, you know, he came out. His English was pretty good, but not yeah. like great. But we had to ask uh, the, the, the PR guy there if we were able to know, have him because he was like, well, let me check if he's comfortable enough speaking with you guys. And he was and he was good. He didn't give I like to the him last year.
1: And, you know, he, he, he sounded better there than he did when he was talking to me. Yep,
0: And yeah, like, you know, he's, he's enjoying his time. There it was good to chat with him and, and chat with a lot of other guys like Chase Waters was was good throughout uh, throughout the games. He's playing on the fourth line. I've talked a lot about him, excited about him because I think he's, just, you know, he was playing penalty kill time now. And, and you could hear it from like, this is something we predicted the second he was signed. Was that Trent Cole's going to love this guy? Mm-hmm. Trent Cole already really likes this guy. Uh, Waters is a guy who you know Trent even said that he's beginning to trust. A lot of other good things coming out from Abbotsford. I don't know if there's any other thing you want to touch on before we get to Klimovich because we'll touch on Klimovich for a little bit here.
1: We should probably go to break because this is going to be a shorter episode because we got to fit in a Patreon. But let's cut to break. And no, then talk let's about do Klimovich,
0: Klimovich first. We'll come back with NHL. Let's close out NHL. We have
1: much to talk about in the NHL. Okay, go so, ahead. So with
0: so Klimovich, man, the kid is so confident. Like he is so confident on the ice. It's it's amazing to watch. It's so great to see Klinovich try so many things. And it was it was even better to kind of hear how Trent Cull has been evaluating it, where Trent, he's not going to really tell him a lot of things that he needs to stop doing right now. He's kind of just pushing him in the right direction for things in the defensive zone. But like Trent pretty much said, like he's giving him a long leash. He wants to give him a long leash because the kid's so creative offensively, does a lot of things. I mean, he's already tried to go through the legs and score a goal. He's tried to go behind his back and score Mm -hmm. the goal. He's he's consistently coming down with the puck. He picks it up in his own blue line. He skates really hard for a few strides, and then he tries to go through three guys. And... It's obviously not going to work a lot of the times, but the goal that he sets up on Friday night at the home opener to, to really tie the game, to get them into overtime, it's completely set up by Klinovich. It's also started by him. He picks up the puck on his own blue line. He goes in. He dangles one guy in the neutral zone. He chips the puck around a defenseman. Goes down. Gets the puck. Works hard on the boards and then passes it off. Gets the puck back. Makes a great no luck backhand pass in front of John Stevens, who buries it to tie it to tie the game up. Send him to overtime. Listen, Klimovich is a long way away from being an NHL player because he's still making a ton of mistakes. Like he he's making a lot of mistakes, but those mistakes shouldn't be so punishable because it's great that he's just trying these things. It is it is almost shocking to me to see an 18-year-old kid try and dangle through three AHL defensemen to gain the zone. Like it's really impressive. Uh, the kid even even Trent Cole talked about it. Like the kid has swagger and you don't want to get that swagger out of him. So the way that Cole's always talked about it too because there was a question asked about him if the QMJHL is still a possibility and Still, it's like a pretty open-ended answer from Cole. Like Cole said, that's not my decision. I'm supposed to coach players who are here in Abbotsford. Right now, Klinovich is here. We're going to have fun with him. Whatever happens, wherever he goes, is kind of what he like, finished off the quote with. So it's it makes a lot of sense for him to stay in the AHL, especially what he's done in the first five games here so far. So I've I've been really impressed with Klinovich. And our new favorite guy, by the way, Jared Lucas Savages
1: that actually how he last name? He told
0: us how to pronounce his he, This is how he told us how to pronounce his last name. He's like, yeah. He's like, you can look at my name, but it's better to not even look at it. It's Luco Savages. And then, so he comes out. He was giggly as hell. He was like so happy to do media. He comes out and answers that question uh, from somebody who asked him just like, how do you pronounce your name? And then he's like, all right. He's like, is that it, guys? I'll talk to you later. And like, jokes and walks <laughs> away. He was just laughing, talking about how much of a Canucks fan he was growing up. Basically, just like listed off like you know, a handful of players that he just loved watching growing up. He's playing with Klimovich. And then like, when we asked him about it, he was just like Klimo. Yeah. He's awesome, man. <laughs> and, like, so he's, he's one of our favorite guys for quotes. Now for everyone who was out there uh, doing media on Friday and Sunday. Uh, yeah. Luka Savage savages. One of our favorites out there.
1: Former Powell river King. That's right. How, you know, that name confuses me. Cause like it's Powell river is the city, right? So their team name is Kings. Right. But people often call them the Powell River Kings, because like you know, like I've heard multiple people do that, like in and around the BCHL when talking about that team in the BCHL, the Powell oh, like River-, River Kings. Yeah, the the Powell River Kings. Okay, so
0: I was like, you just said the same thing twice. <laughs> well,
1: I, I I almost said that. Like I'd have to go back and listen, but I'm pretty sure I said like the Powell River Kings. Like I made it sound like River mm. Kings was their team name. But yeah, it's the Powell River Kings.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. I mean. It's it's cool to see the local kid, anyways. Absolutely, five guys on that roster from BC. Yeah. Big huge cheer for Noah Juleson on Friday night. I'll tell you, like that that building was so loud on Friday night. It was so loud. It was it was amazing to see what Abbotsford was able to do with fifty percent capacity. So
1: what was parking like? A lot of people want to know this. This isn't a question for me. This
0: is not bad at ask. all. I mean, they got a full. It's right on the campus there. What, oh, the what schools it? UFV. So yeah, it's U F V campus. There's That's a ton of parking
1: we uh we explored that campus a yeah bit. no
0: freaking Wi-Fi no, no free wifi.
1: Wi-Fi brutal
0: that's tough but yeah I mean there's there's a ton of parking and it's like you know you might have to walk a little bit and obviously the rain's been pretty bad the last couple of days so I'm walking up there first day we'll close it we'll get to break in a minute here. Mm-hmm. but I'm walking up there and it's like one of those freaking movies my my umbrella flips over the top <laughs> and it flips right over the top I'm walking around I'm losing my mind here luckily it's a it's it's my first umbrella I've ever bought. First time I've ever like bought an umbrella. One time I stole one. Uh, I stole an umbrella from. Uh, I was so I was standing in line to get into a club in Nanaimo. So nothing special. It's literally it's the only club. So I'm standing in line to get in the club, and these two and this couple's in front of me, and I'm pretty drunk at this point. I was out. It's Saturday night. I was having a good time, and they're getting they're like struggling to get their IDs out or something because the one guy's holding the holding the umbrella. So I'm like, oh, I'll t- I'm next in line. Me, yeah, I'm like, let me hold that umbrella for you. You know, nice guy. So I'm holding the umbrella for him and then uh, they go in right in front of me and what do I do? <laughs> I freaking dip i go to another bar with this umbrella and i just walked down the street with this like huge big nice black umbrella you
1: were next in line to get into the club and you decided not well i was
0: going in there by myself it's like i didn't even know where my friends were like at the point so i just like (laughs) end up going to the other bar club down there and then then i'm on i you know i had this nice black umbrella so if the person who's listening to the show lost an umbrella in like 2013 (laughs) i apologize wow that was a good umbrella i don't know where it is now but that was that thing was huge how old were you in 2013 like 20 21 that's
1: insane we wouldn't have been friends back then
0: i was a 13 year old kid i wouldn't have yeah i wouldn't want to be your friend at all (laughs) i would have wanted to be your friend i'm sure yeah you would have wanted to be kind
1: of kind of like now
0: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) well uh We'll wrap, we'll wrap things up there. Let's head to, to break. We'll come back with some NHL talk because, yeah, I didn't really think we were going to go all AHL for the first half, but it was a home opener. We had to do it there. Let's get into the NHL on the other side, but uh, let's hear from our sponsors real quick. Winter is quickly approaching, but wait, that means your favorite seasonal brew is back to cheer you up. The Tukes of Hazard is now available across British Columbia and Alberta in their government and private liquor stores. This extra strong brew has a whopping 9.2% alcohol, big hop punch, even bigger body and aroma, and just a touch of white haze. The Parallel 49 fan favorite is smoother than a freshly cleaned ice rink.
1: Muddler's. Muddler's Pink Lemonade. We are so excited to tell you guys about Muddler's Pink Lemonade. My drink of choice. You guys have all seen it by now. Faber and I went out drinking. That was my uh, drink of choice
0: first night. I think that the catchphrase for this ad has to be it's the only alcohol that Quads likes.
1: Absolutely. It's so good. It's absolutely the best pink lemonade on the market by far. A lot of these other drinks are just a little too sweet for me. Like, I, I don't really like that. And this is like a nice mix because I also don't like when it tastes too much like alcohol. But this is like the, the perfect balance. There's a reason that it was the drink I got when we went to the Parallel Street Kitchen as
0: well. absolutely man it is the sweet spot for quads in the alcoholic beverage realm you can find it like you said at parallel four nine street kitchen and in a ton of liquor stores all the bc liquor stores have it it's the bright pink cans muddler's pink lemonade go out and try it today
1: all right and a massive thank you to all of our sponsors chris we have a poll question today
0: no not at all
1: all right we are making a poll question on the fly as we record it, we probably won't get responses. Maybe we'll, we'll... I
0: think you can get the C-Laws hype.
1: Yeah, we'll get it to the end. Okay, so what's our poll question? Brought to you by @fuelthefan on Twitter. Uh, go check out Blue Orca Sports Memorabilia on Twitter. You can check it out. They got a lot of fun stuff. A lot of good stuff going on. That's Demko signed photos. I say it every week. That's something that uh, I've got my eye on. I'm just going to say it. So get that in a little frame. You're golden. Hey, what's
0: the coolest piece of sports memorabilia you own? Uh it's my Barry Bonds Ah yes it's the day that he broke the home run record. Best swing in baseball, Barry Bonds of all time. When he broke the home run record, I've got all the uh all the newspapers, all the three major newspapers in uh San Francisco. Got all of those newspapers for the day that he broke it. So it's all in the cover of those newspapers. Um and yeah, it's good. That's my favorite. What's what's yours?
1: huh coolest piece well my favorite is i have a signed elias peterson draft puck from the draft in chicago oh. and then i have his rookie card in the frame as well it's in the same little frame it's
0: pretty cool right i like that that's pretty good so i'm getting the poll question tweeted out right now is uh, archer silov's creating a goalie controversy don't tweet that in don't version? tweet that from the show that i'm a
1: part of i'm literally gonna hear about that from somebody from from who i don't know probably from reddit maybe ian or kevin someone's gonna someone's gonna message me about that All
0: right, well then i'm not i don't then i don't, gotta think of another poll question that.
1: then that's a yeah he's not creating a goaltending
0: controversy you keep you. Keep how many more games you, until he does there's
1: no there's not gonna be a controversy Til
0: he's, till mikey's on the block you
1: have to watch the games and I know you did, which is why I don't know why you are saying this because you know the good. quality of his chances were nowhere near Mikey's.
0: Yeah, but he looked good. even the, his last game, like Seattle's first game of the season. Yep. He had a lot more chances that game, and he looked strong. There, only allowed one goal and made four saves in the shootout.
1: Yeah, I am not trying to say shootout out win, is a bad shutout goalie. win. I am just saying Mikey's like a lot better than people think.
0: Yeah, Mikey's off to a rough start, though. Not really. Not a great start either. G- I, I would say more rough than great.
1: Uh, I wouldn't say it's great. I wouldn't say it's rough. I would say it's he. He's just getting started. Okay, with
0: an 884 save percentage. Yeah, just getting started. Eh, he's
1: gonna be fine.
0: All right, let's get to the NHL stuff. I want to talk about Pedersen a little bit. Okay, where's Pedersen been, Quads? What? Where's Pedersen?
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were literally asking. him. like, it's a practice day, so he probably went home now. But yeah. no, <laughs> like, I I get what you're saying because in preseason and you were there too, so I know you you know this as well. We were talking about how, man, he looks like he's on another level this year. Like, it looks like he's just going to take over and dominate. And I still think that's going to be true, but we haven't seen that, like, killer instinct that we saw early on from Pedersen, right? Like, it just hasn't been there. Something's missing. Losing the handle on pucks, which is not something we usually see from him. I, I wonder, like, I wonder, making this as clear as possible, that this is just me thinking out loud and not reporting anything. I have nothing to... Back this. I just wonder if maybe he's re-aggravated something in that wrist injury. Whoa, you think so? He's losing the handle on pucks that wasn't happening in preseason. So what's changed? I what's changed? Has anything changed? Because if there's anything that's changed, I would guess it'd be him reaggravating something, and maybe not even reaggravating the wrist injury. Right? Maybe it's just a a case of you know he he's banged up with something like. Look, Quinn Hughes had missed a game. Pedersen hasn't missed a game. Maybe he's battling through something. Like we don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I I wonder about timing wise too. Right? Like think about how much time he's had off. He missed the last thirty games of the year last year. He missed training camp this year. He got two preseason games in this year,
1: and he looked good in those preseason
0: games. Yeah, like, but he just he just hasn't played a lot of hockey. You know, yeah. and that getting into that groove, especially when you've been out for that long, preseason would have been really helpful for Pedersen. And it's yeah. like, to me, the thing that I'm not. Seeing Like, Pedersen still had games where he's been good. I think he's still good on the boards. But to me, it's, which to your point of maybe there is something hurting in the wrist or just maybe something's just not like it was before with the wrist or anything. Any body part. Any body part that could be hurt. But to me, it's just there's something that's not there with the confidence in him shooting the puck like it was that we've seen in the past. Like, I think he's been fine. I think that he hasn't been as great as kind of transitioning the pucks a little bit, but first few games, he was like first few games. You could tell, like it was great to have Patterson back because he was moving the puck up by so much, but we're not seeing his line spend a lot of time in the offensive zone right now over the past little bit. And that's what, to me, I'm wondering like, does the lotto, how much more does the lotto line get a run here before it really just, Like I think it's getting shaken up every game. It seems like by the end, it's not staying together for full games. I mean, how long until the lotto line doesn't start a game together? Because it wouldn't shock me to see it happen very, very soon here.
1: Yeah, I okay. So here is the thing: is we we should talk about the lines at practice because you know um, the lotto line was um, back together, and I think the reason you are not going to break up the lotto line is because the Pearson Horvat Garland line is looking good. Right. Like, the league should start to be on notice about that line after this road trip, especially the back half of that road trip. Like, that line, like, the Horvat and Garland won the Canucks that game. Like, Thatcher Demko absolutely stole the game, not trying to take anything away from him. But in terms of forward groups, like, that, that line is starting to really get going. And they're starting to build some chemistry. And again, like, Garland was talking about it. Like, from a player's perspective, Garland was talking about how early in the preseason, uh, through training camp he was thinking about everything. He has to He has to think of the systems in his head. Now everything's coming naturally to him. He's comfortable, right? Like when you're comfortable in the system and you're able to just play your game, especially with the style of play that Connor Garland plays, the results are going to be there when you start to get comfortable. And I think that's very evident in Garland's game right now. And I think that's only going to increase as the season progresses. So look, you're not breaking up that line. Highmore, Dickinson, Hoaglander, like... Hoglander's the only thing that's getting Highmore and Dickinson going, but you're not breaking up that line either, right? Like, I think it's a matter of the Lotto line needs to figure it out because the other lines beneath them miraculously are holding up their own weight right now. Like they are playing well, and now the Lotto line needs to get going. I think they will. I think it's only a matter of time before they have a game where they just explode and remind everybody why they were the best line in hockey for for almost half a year.
0: Yeah, I think. I don't know. I, I think that I think a shake-up is the better option right now. I think a, a shake-up, you have some options to bring up and play with. You keep a pair of them together. Which pair do you want to stay together the most out of that group? Like If you do break up the lotto line, which pair do you want to keep together? Horvat and Garland, I want to keep. But No, sorry. The lotto line.
1: Oh from the two of them? Oh, uh Patterson and Besser, I think.
0: Patterson and Besser is the yeah. one that you want to keep together. Yeah. I wonder about that. Well, maybe it's Patterson and Miller. I think that would be the way that I would probably go about it. And I would wonder if you want to do do you want to do Pod Colson or Highmore? Or I mean, sorry, it's not Highmore. Do you want to do Huglander. That's got the take. HMX. on it. Take. Do you want to do Pod Colson? Do you want to do Huglander or do you want to do Dickinson? Cuz one of those three I think should be the next to get a run with that line.
1: Yeah. I, I still don't think they should break up the line. No. I think this is something you have to... Like,
0: they're getting broken up every game, though. They're not doing anything in the first half of the game. and They're yeah. not playing together in the second half. Why gonna, not start the game with I, something else and see if you can find something else that Because they're going to start
1: to get it. There's going to be one game where that isn't the case, where they need to be broken up. There's going to be one game where they're there right away. and you have It's to keep strange trying. that it hasn't happened if yet because they're
0: playing against such bad teams. They're well, playing against low-end NHL teams, and it's not happening for them. If they lost a game then you'd see them broken up to start the game. But okay. they haven't lost
1: yet. I the Canucks haven't saying. lost. So speaking of which, a lot of people were assuming that Vasily Podkolzin wasn't going to get back in for the home opener because you don't change a winning lineup. Like Travis Green is not going to change a winning lineup. But at practice today, as per Brennan Bachelor, since I wasn't there, sorry about that, uh, Justin Dowling, absent from practice, Vasily Podkolzin skating on a line with Yuho Lamico and Alex
0: chase on your thoughts. Yeah, that's fine. I think Dowling's been good, but I'd like to see Dowling in for uh chase on if they're going to make a change. I think, I think it's, well, I think the chase on experiments I, over. I think
1: Dowling's hurt. I, yeah. I don't think this was, and I don't know if, if Travis has spoken yet. Um, maintenance day for Dowling uh, okay. Dickinson's banged up from the trip as well.
0: Okay. Well, you know, we'll have to see what happens there. I mean, they, don't really have a lot of options to, to bring guys in uh, from the forward group, unless you can make a quick call up from Abbotsford, which is very possible now. Um, you know, who's really looked good now. It's for too quickly. I know we touched about it, like touched on it in the first half, but Justin Bailey is playing physical. Justin Bailey is killing penalties. Justin Bailey is still the fastest player in the AHL. Justin Bailey looks a lot better. And I'm, I'm going to talk to him on Tuesday, actually, because I'm going to end up going to practice tomorrow. I want to ask about the shoulder surgery that he had in the offseason because it felt like a strange time to have shoulder surgery when he he didn't play at all last year. Like, what did he get? Three NHL games? He didn't get yeah. any NHL games. Yeah. He was on the taxi squad all year and then decides to get shoulder surgery. I wonder if that's been something that's been nagging him for a while. And since he's gotten the surgery... Looks a lot, a lot more physical. So I've, I've like that in the HL. I've been curious to see when he gets his call up, because if he can play like this uh, at the NHL level, he might be a guy who can stick because that speed is just undeniable. He's the fastest guy in the AHL. He looks like Connor McDavid in the AHL. but he might be an option to replace chase on. Heck, I, I would rather see that right now. I'd rather see Justin Bailey on a fourth line than Alex chase on.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's fair has has Bailey like the the points have been there for Bailey so far right like yep. I think he has six points in five games or yep. something like two that. point
0: night on uh on Friday I don't know if he added any on Sunday but he would be the first guy to call up I got asked about this in the mailbag is just
1: when's Bailey going to get his shot and here's the thing is Going into the training camp, Bailey was going to be right in that mix with guys like Phil DiGiuseppe, Nick Patan, Matthew Highmore, Justin Dowling, right in that mix for that fourth line spot. And there was actually two fourth line spots. But he was going to be right there in that mix. Right now, though, like, I I agree with you. Bailey's probably my... Well, I might... Depends what I need. If I need a bottom six forward who can kill penalties, Philly G is the first
0: call up. I don't know. Not from what I've seen in the Is Bailey killing penalties? Yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) I don't know,
0: man. I I think first unit with with Patan. He's first guy out there killing penalties
1: because I was going to say like if they need a bottom six guy, I think it's Philly G and then I think for the Canucks like from the Canucks perspective, I think it's Philly G and Nick Patan ahead of Bailey right now.
0: Yeah, maybe from the Canucks, but from from my perspective on the ice different make difference makers. Justin yeah, Bailey, absolutely. for sure. The speed and every yeah, absolutely. He's got a lot more NHL training. He just this game. he just
1: didn't get enough enough runway in training camp. Like they yeah. tried to give him as many games possible possible. was thing. only two the two final games. I bring
0: up the shoulder surgery. It looks like a different player after it. I wonder mm-hmm. how long this shoulder surgery's been hurting him. You know, yeah, and, I wonder because, like I said, he played three games last year. It's yeah. not like he hurt his shoulder and needed to get surgery done. He got it done at the start of the off season. He wasn't playing any games.
1: What do you mean? He got hit by Lucic. That's why he had to get shoulder
0: surgery. But he didn't get it right after that. He got it later.
1: Yeah, not not too far later. They I'm were trying. Pretty to Pretty sure he got it at the
0: start of the off season.
1: Uh, I don't know about that.
0: Well, I'll find out more Tuesday about yeah. it. I got to ask him. Talk about Talk to this. him
1: about that. Uh, we do have some very funny quotes from Elias Patterson at Chat- camp. Uh, <laughs> Elias Patterson on whether his slow start bothers him. No, it gives you guys something to talk about. So as two people who just talked about it, thank you. Thank you, Elias. We uh, we had something to talk about on today's show. Monday afternoon show. Take one for the team. But, yeah. <laughs> Seems to have a good attitude. Says he hasn't started well, but life doesn't always go the way you want it to. Just needs to work hard to get back to the way he knows he can play. Good quotes from Elias Patterson, right? Like, you give given us something to talk to. He's our boy. Media's boy. Um and yeah, we we got some good stuff from Elias Pettersson at practice day. Again, sorry to the readers of Canucks Army and the listeners that I wasn't there today.
0: Yeah. You should apologize for that. Yeah. Home uh, opener tomorrow,
1: though. Let's just close out on that. No, we're, let's close out with a poll question. Yeah. All
0: right. Poll at question. At
1: fan. Blue Work Sports. Review. go check yeah. him out on Twitter. At Fuel the Fan.
0: Find him on Twitter. At FuelTheFan. Easy as that. Who's exceeded your expectations the most in the early part of the hockey year? Connor Garland, Danila Klimovich. Oliver Ekman Larson, I'm angry. Votes are coming in. This is a better poll question than, than what we've yeah, yeah. what whatever the hell we've been putting out for the last two weeks yeah, here. Yeah. Horrible. Who's winning the poll? Garland. Garland? Do you think yeah. he's got over or under fifty percent? How long has the poll been up? Nine minutes. Uh over. Just under. Forty nine. Who's second? Klumovich or Ekman Larson coming Ekman-Larson. in? Eckman yeah, and Klimovic is coming in third. No one cares about Klimovich. What do you talk? People care about Klimovic. People love Klimovich.
1: Yeah, I I I know, but you know, people don't really care about Archie People are starting to care about Archer Seeloves, but oh, yeah, nobody cared true. what I was talking
0: about. People like their Klimovich man. He's out there scoring goals, yeah. taking. I care about Klimovic. Wire and shots. Yeah, but no, I'm saying. But for- he's out. You know, he's out there with a the post game. The way that he does pregame. Finishes each pregame by just wiring like ten slap shots from oh, yeah. one timer slap shots, Love and you get getting passes from Carson Folk. You know Carson Folk, he's putting passes and skates. He's missing Klinovich. standing there doing. He's literally just standing there. Carson X, Folk X can't X make forward. can't make a freaking pass. Huh. And so, anyways, Klinovich just looked really good. The
1: one prospect who doesn't get favorable coverage.
0: Well, that's no, I just don't. Something about Folk's game, I don't like it. He just uh, wow. you know, folks up a lot on the ice. And <laughs> nice Carson joke. <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. We're going we'll to talk will see. He's got to develop. He's yeah, still got yeah. time. We're going to talk about the home opener now, right? Yeah. Well, I guess let's touch on the poll question a little more. The player that surprised me the most, like, I don't want to use the word surprised per se, because I knew Connor Garland was good. You know, anybody who's five foot eight is really good at what they do. Um, that's evident every time you buckle up and listen to this podcast. Um, mm. Honestly, like, I, I, I knew how good of a player Connor Garland was. I just I think the surprise comes because he didn't look great in the preseason and he didn't look great at training camp. He actually looked kind of bad at training camp. Like we were saying, like, man, have not seen much from Connor Garland. You know, you talk to him about it, which we're able to do now rather than just speculating about stuff. But he said, like, in training camp, like I, I alluded to this earlier, is he's thinking about all the systems. Nothing's coming naturally. He has to think about being on a new team and all that sort of stuff. And then in the preseason, he even said, like, you know, my game doesn't really fit well with the style of preseason hockey. And that's become very evident once the regular season started. Like you're not going to be doing the stuff that he does, like going into corners, you know, reverse hits, all that sort of stuff. You're not going to be doing that in the preseason, right? Like it's just the intensity level is different in the regular season. And Connor Garland is bringing the intensity so far. So I will say him.
0: Would Garland, you know, you don't want to break up that line, but would Garland be another spark plug option? For Pedersen and whoever you want to keep on the lotto line, like because Garland is bringing it every shift. Would so, you, would well, you not want him to be with your top scorers? Because don't get me wrong, you know it's it's been great to see Horvat score a couple of huge goals the other day. Yeah, but do you, is that the, is Garland the type of guy that you want to get with your top scores? Remember the quotes from OEL when we first had them introduced to us. OEL was very confident saying that Garland was the best forward on the Coyotes last year. Yeah, okay. brings a lot to every line. I wonder if he is the spark plug answer because it feels like Huglander hasn't really been it. You know, when JT yeah. Miller gets moved down to center and Huglander goes up, it just seems like that line hasn't really clicked. We haven't seen enough of Garland and Pedersen together.
1: If you are moving Garland to the Pedersen line. It's Besser coming off, yeah. and I actually like that because Miller and Garland played together a lot in the preseason. And, and then you have had, options have with Horvat. Yeah,
0: you can go with Besser there, or you can go with Huglander, who's worked really well. I think well.
1: it's, I think it's a straight switch. I think it's Besser down to Horvat. You have to at least try that.
0: Mm-hmm. But is it worth sacrificing a success from that Horvat line to get your top line going? No,
1: it's not. I, I that's you don't why, think so. No, I still think the Lauter line should be together. I'm saying if you do split it up and you move Garland there. Yeah, it's better coming off, but I still is, don't think you should.
0: You don't make that switch during the game, I don't think, because no. you don't want to disrupt two lines in game.
1: Well, especially depends, your tops. You don't want how to... bad of a start you're having. Well, the garland if the garland Horvat line is like, you know, showing well, you don't split it up. But I don't know. I still think you have to just ride it out with the lotto line, and they're going to figure it out. Especially man, home opener tomorrow. Prediction right now. Prediction right now. Lotto line has a huge night tomorrow. Tomorrow is the lotto lines coming out party.
0: I don't see it. hundred haven't 100% seen it capacity. all capacity.
1: Ryan Hartman is in the crowd or in the crowd in on the ice. Remember Ryan Hartman Rarely. drove Elias Patterson. It was a dangerous hit in the mm. bubble in the play in series. I don't forget about that. I am yeah. I'm literally going to ask at morning skate tomorrow. If, uh, if they remember that, okay. whatever we get, if it's Miller or whoever, be like, is that kind of water under the bridge or do you
0: still remember? I'll tell you that? what? Tomorrow, I think there is pressure on the lotto line. Like you mentioned, you're predicting a big night for them. Canucks fans are probably expecting a big night for them as a home opener. They haven't got anything going. I think there's pressure on them, so we'll have to see what they do. Because if they don't show up in this home opener, I mean, you got a seven-game homestand here coming out. This is a really good time to get your points together. Travis Green's got to get his lineup in the best position to start winning games. And right now, to me, it it isn't the lotto line. The lotto line isn't it to me right now. I wonder what shift you can make. I think there's a lot of options now with guys like Dickinson, Huglander and pod Colson that can move around into those lines. And maybe that means that Pedersen's not getting the most five on five ice time. Maybe Horvat is now the center. Who's getting the most five on five ice time, but he's been good so far. So maybe that line is deserving it a little bit more than Pedersen's line at this point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll wrap up there. Um, we'll, we'll come back to you guys on Saturday. Going to be a lot of fun. To uh, kind of break down what's happened because this is this is a long wait until the next episode. Special but, uh, little
0: Monday episode. I got so much. Man, I'm back at the freaking school stuff. I got these things. Like normally, I get all my work done on the weekends or, or be able to do it around the podcast. But I got these scheduled shifts at, uh, the, at the radio station at BCIT, so I got to do those. Unfortunately, so yeah, that's why we're coming at you with the Monday episode. We're gonna do a Patreon right after this too.
1: Yeah, Godspeed, Godspeed, brother. Let's yeah. uh, let's get you, this done. We had
0: Demco on the list. You didn't even want to do Demco. For what? Just your thoughts on him. You missed. You didn't talk about him in the goalie talk. You he didn't been talk. Fantastic.
1: Him. What's there to say? I I said he'd be fantastic. Top top Everybody five goalie in the league right, right now, or what? Absolutely. Everybody should have been listening to Uncle Quads.
0: Top three goalie in the league. Not
1: yet, but I think he could be by the end of the year. I
0: think. And I was asked this. in would the Would you bet that he game. would be a Vesna candidate?
1: Yes. I think. Well, no. Is that because we both have votes? No. He. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have votes on the Vezna. Oh really? GM's GM's the, is Vezna? Yeah, oh, which okay. is why I don't think Demko is going to be like Vasilevsky's going to win the Vesna. Um, <laughs> yeah. and you know I don't know if you look at the save percentages at the top of the league right now. Yeah. Braden Holpe, Dustin Tokarski, Linus Allmark, just some of the names. You know what Linus
0: league. Allmark's been doing for me lately? Mm. Sitting on my bench in fantasy hockey.
1: Ooh, with a 9.76 save
0: percentage. Yeah, but he's got like two games played, so yeah. it's not like he's doing. Yeah, he's in this week though. I just made the move. Yeah, we'll oh and two up. to start that. Go pick up Braden Holpe in your fantasy league. <sighs> Maybe.
1: Yeah. Okay. We uh. Wait, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Sorry. To to further elaborate on Demko, I don't think he's gonna get get many Vesna votes because, like, look, he was like a by by a lot of metrics, he was a top three, for sure, top five, top three goaltender last year, and he just didn't get the votes, and I don't think. I don't think it's any sort of bias. I think GMs are going to start to notice if he has a year like identical to what he did last year. He's going to get Vesna votes.
0: You know what's ridiculous? If he goes and plays for Team USA and does really good at USA, he's getting Vesna votes because of that.
1: Unquestioned.
0: GMs are voting on it. I didn't know GMs voted on the Vesna. If he goes and plays for USA and is like their goalie he's getting Vesna votes.
1: Oh, absolutely. Undoubtedly. And that's the thing is I was asking Not even the, mailbag, the
0: NHL and yeah. over there in the Olympics. <laughs> and that's what he's going to get his Vezna votes. I was
1: from. asked in the mailbag, what a successful season from Demko looks like. And, you know, I wrote from a personal perspective, I'm sure Demko would one love to make team USA's roster. I think he will. I think it's no question. Uh, and then I think what would be a real success is if, you know, remember 2010 when Martin Brodeur was the starter for team Canada, Yep, struggled a little early in the tournament they make the switch to Roberto Luongo, Bobby Lou wins the gold medal. That would be a very good personal success story for Thatcher Demko. Because like our friend Frank Servalli of uh, DFO and the Nation Network, a little shameless plug there, go read Canucks Army and every other Nation Network site. But um, you know, he said like this is the best team they've had since like, you know, this is their this is their best chance of winning since the Miracle team, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is their best chance of winning. And it's hard to disagree. Like, you look at that forward group, my goodness, and man. If they had Jack Eichel as well, they won't. But if they did, Team USA's program is looking very, very nice. They're going to have the Hughes brothers all on there soon, like that's that's a pretty nice little roster. Yeah.
0: Well, you think about how many of those guys came from the United States National Team Development Program in was yeah. it 2019 in that exactly. draft? Yeah. They're about to have a lot of oh, good yeah, players. Oh, you're going to have like
1: stuff. coffee. Oh, that Team USA team is good. well, Team Canada is going to be no slouch, yeah. like, don't get me wrong.
0: But uh, you know, personal
1: f- from a personal standpoint, I'm sure, you know, Usurping, yeah, uh, quit
0: clicking away on your shirt over there. There's no way the mic's yeah, not picking that up. It. You can't hear it. No, no chance. You're over there clicking I've got the and clacking.
1: I've got the headphones on, so I can I hear it. Yeah, blasting
0: lost. into my ears over here. Oh, I'm deaf in my left ear. I can still hear that.
1: Whatever taking over the starting role from Hellebuck and maybe John Gibson. Go. I think he's ahead of Gibson is going to definitely hmm. be like the big, um, you know, that that's a huge personal success for me. I him.
0: wonder if he's ahead of Gibson. I, th- I think he should be. Yeah, Gibson's a pretty good goalie, man.
1: It hasn't been the last two years. It hasn't been as good as everybody
0: thinks. All right, well... Final thing I wanted to mention was the radio show. You took the radio show off on Saturday. Yep. You were building a Ferris wheel, as I told everyone.
1: Has, did you actually uh, I was volunteering. Yeah. It was a prior volunteer commitment. You're
0: getting you're getting ripped in the inbox off the top. They said, Whatever. there's no way Dave's building a Ferris wheel, blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, he's building a Ferris wheel. let put it on <laughs> his... I said, you know what? It's nice having it on your resume that you do a radio show at Sportsnet, but you can put it on your resume. You built a Ferris wheel. I, I didn't Pretty, build a Ferris wheel. No, I told, I told them what you're actually doing in the oh, end. I nice. said, so you're off at your summer camp. Uh, I don't know. You know." We were
1: chopping firewood all day actually. Chopping
0: firewood. Chopping firewood. Polishing rocks, whatever. I, I had you're doing. to take
1: apart a part of dock. It was pretty fun. Using crowbar and everything. Oh yeah. First like manual labor I've done since I was like seventeen and worked construction. But it was funny because I was like wow. showing everyone the way, I was like, yeah. When you hammer, when you take the, these planks off, make sure you hammer these nails down so nobody hurts themselves. And like all the work safe training and all the little tips and tricks. Oh, that's the way.
0: I know you work. You're more of a supervisor type. You don't uh, get your exactly. hands dirty. You're a supervisor. Exactly.
1: Yep, that's right.
0: But so Josh fills in on the show. Josh Elliott Wolf did Good. a great job. Yeah, got the people pissed off. It was almost more more than you get people pissed off oh, in no. the on the text line. You know what he said? Mm. You might have missed the show here. He puts mayonnaise on steak like a, like globs of mayonnaise and like nice and spreads it all no. over a steak
1: like not as a part of his marinade
0: no like on the steak after he cooks it no yeah and the 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 text line was blowing up they were so mad was at he him. just
1: saying that or just no he, actually... he
0: i was actually doing it and then he tried to cover it up he said well if i would have said aioli it would have been okay i said no i don't know i don't know if you like i i'm bad with food you know i am. I people who listen to this show clearly know I my food takes are bad but that was that was crossing the line a little bit there. Mayonnaise he spreads it over like how do that's the that's a quick way to ruin a good steak. And, I I'm sitting here with my jaw actually on the floor. Yeah. So Good thing I'm back next we, week. We kicked you off because of the goalie talk first week. I'm kicking Josh this guy's off because of it. Back goalie smoke. No, I don't. I don't even know if he's going to be producing for us either. That's we we got to keep that that juju out of the show.
1: Oh my gosh, great guy though. Great, yeah, great writer at Canucks Army. But for uh, sure, my, I'm doing a little soul searching right now after hearing this. So
0: yeah, Josh, expect an email uh, coming soon. And one of the best parts, somebody called in from the island and and made Josh guess a flavor. And they had four different drinks. If you guess the right flavor, they shotgunned it. And they, like, they got they celebrated live on air. So shout out to the island was listening. The island was drinking. The, they were blowing out the text box. It, it was awesome on Saturday. Amazing. So we'll see. I don't know. If, see, how I was with Josh there. Uh, that mayo take was a lot. That was that, that was, was a lot to deal with. That was pretty with.
1: tough. I,
0: yeah, that's a,
1: that's a big one. But that's we cool. already got
0: our first confirmed guest for Saturday's show. Who is it? The stanchion. Wyatt, aren't Nice. Going to join us on Saturday.
1: Fantastic. A we'll little that. tease
0: here on the podcast. Oh, so yeah. that'll, that'll be fun to get Wyatt on the show uh, on Saturday. Justin we'll, back in the booth? I haven't checked that yet. Hope so. Hope I'll, so. I'll check the schedule and we'll yeah. get back to you on that. But yeah. we, got a, we got a Patreon to record. You No, I'm not wrapping up. You, you wrap it up. Sure.
1: No problem. I will wrap up this show. Fun episode. Lots of Abbotsford Canucks talk. Lots of fun. I got to get out there for a game. I was just too busy last night. But regardless, uh, it was a fun episode. And we'll see you guys on Saturday after... A couple Canucks games. A couple Canucks home games. That'll be a lot of fun. For Chris Faber, my name is David Cudrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation.
0: Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?